0: You guys like my hat? My friend gave it to me, and I periodically forget that I have it, but I was like feeling it today. Who knows? I'll keep it on for a little bit. I don't need that. episode of Pillow Talk with Kate. I'm super excited for today's episode and I'm super excited that you're here. Thank you so much for joining in and watching. So if you're new here please hit the like button, subscribe. I do this every Wednesday and it's a really good time and a juicy way to learn more about love, intimacy, sex, relationships in a very fun, safe, explorational, storytelling way. And today I'm so stoked because we're gonna be talking about the five love languages. Hi ladies, it's so good to be back and to see all of you. Check it out, I got more feathers! Uh, The bad thing about it though is it like sheds a lot. And I also can't believe that Kate didn't want this hat anymore. Given that we're going to be talking about love, I want to do some Kriyas that focus on opening up the heart. And the first one is going to be one that's a smidge aggressive. We're going to do the Breath of Fire, which is taking a big breath, like filling up as much as you can. And then as you exhale, you're taking pulses with the belly, so it's short, powerful sips of air. (laughs) Then with the breath, you can do this one standing or seated. I actually prefer to do it standing because uh, you can get more in touch, more rooted with the ground. And what we're going to do is punch the right, pull back, punch left, pull back, punch right. And what I want you to think about when you push out is like all of that energy, all of the fights that you had with past partners, just like take it out. And then when you're pulling in, pull in love, gratitude, appreciation, all of that yummy goodness. Typically it's suggested to do this Kriya for three minutes, but Karen freaking yelled at me last time because she said I took too long. What does that even mean? Because time is all relative. We're going to do this for the length of the song. Get ready in a nice seated position, comfortable. The spine is straight whether you're standing or seated. Roll the shoulders up to the ears. Exhale, let them fall down the spine, opening up the shoulders, opening up the chest take a deep breath in fill up with as much air as you possibly can taking the biggest breath you've taken all day to breathe Breathe. with your eyes reach the arms up above and shake it out let the hands gently glide down by your side shaking it all out (sighs) imagine doing that for a full three minutes we did it for two. How do you feel? let me know in the comments. I'm not gonna read them but Karen will tell me. Okay. The five love languages. What are they? What the fuck does it mean? And why do we care about them? All those are valid questions, and if you don't know the answers to any of them, don't worry. That's what we're talking about. Right? Meow. The five love languages. That's a task for Karen. She'll like that. Dude, what the hell? I don't know if this was Feather's doing or Kate's doing, but, like... <sighs> For some reason, Kate doesn't like to do a lot of the exposition on things, and that falls on me. The Five Love Languages were created by Dr. Gary Chapman in 1992. He published a book called The Five Love Languages, shocker, right? Uh, and that was from his findings. So he is a marriage counselor and had been for many many years. He kept hearing that in in couples counseling, in his marriage counseling, one spouse would say that they didn't feel loved by the other spouse and they're like, I just don't feel like they love me and the other one would come in and say I'm doing everything I know how to do. I don't know what else I can do. Like, I'm I'm trying to show them my love and I'm doing everything I can think of, but I, like, I don't know why it's not translating. Dr. Gary Chapman kept hearing this and he asked himself why these patterns kept coming up. Like, why was one spouse believing that the other one didn't love them? And why was the other one who was being accused of not loving them saying that they were trying, and yet the other spouse was like, nope, lost on them, you know? He dug through all of his notes from all of his sessions that he had had with his patients and his clients, and he found that it boiled down into the way of how these people expressed their love and also received love. And he found that they fell into five different categories. Words of affirmation, physical touch, acts of service, spending quality time, and receiving gifts. It's important to know your love language because that is how, one, you give love. Whatever your love language is in is how you show your love to your partner or your friends or your family. And that's also how you receive love. Knowing your love language in a relationship is only going to improve the relationship. And I'm going to go hand it off to Kate because someone needs to be filming this because Kate is I don't know where she just like does this i don't get it there you have it that's the intro to the five love languages i love how karen explains it because she goes so into it with dr chapman and the book but what she forgot to mention is that there's a quiz that you can take online the link is below in the description and even if you have done the love language quiz but years ago I'm gonna challenge you and recommend that you do it again because as you grow and evolve as a human being your love languages change mine has actually changed um, two times it's also a really good way to just check in with yourself and reflect I want to give an overview of what the five different love languages really are so words of affirmation sounds pretty simple it's that person will show love by saying kind things they want to know that they're being encouraged and supported they want to hear that they're appreciated they want to hear people say that they love them and also just like hey I'm proud of you I see the work that you're doing I recognize it and thank you like words of affirmation is my number one love language right now and and it's huge it's huge for me when my partner just like comes up to me and is like I appreciate you I see what you're doing like thank you or they tell me you know just how proud they are or they highlight one of the qualities that I often neglect in myself and it's not just partners, but like I love it when my friends say that stuff to me because the, my friends are my closest people. They're my tribe. They know what I'm going through. They know how hard it is for me to do some of the things that I do regularly for you guys. Thinking about it, talking about it actually makes like I'm tearing up and you could probably hear it in my voice. And they're like happy tears. is because I'm like and seeing the text messages or reflecting on the conversations that I've had with them recently, it's like that just warms my heart. Moving on, what they don't like is not being appreciated and not getting thanked for their work or for going above and beyond. Um, an example of that would be using my life. Uh, he was actually sick. It was just like a minor cold, but you know, for some reason when guys get sick, they just become the biggest fucking babies. They're like, uh, oh, my nose is runny. I have a cold. Cuddle with me all day. So... I feel so bad. Meanwhile, we're like, dude, I bleed for five to seven days straight and it doesn't stop and I still have to do life okay so get it's a fucking cold get over it that's my rant about that so I went to the store I got him a little care package like vitamin C some of like his favorite chocolates you know so pick me up when you're sick and I got a few other things like teas and stuff like that good and like I even like put it in a cute little like bag with a little get well balloon and I was like "Mm, I'm gonna win some girlfriend rewards because like this is super fucking cute I don't have to do any of this shit And (laughs) and then I get to his place and like I walk in the door and the first thing he said to me was like what took you so long? I'm holding a fucking care package for you and you're gonna say you're gonna say that so then right away I was butthurt because I was like I just I spent time and money on this because I wanted to surprise you and right away you are not being appreciative and I'm about to shut down that's an example of what you don't want to do to somebody who has a love language of words of affirmation. You want to be like what he could have done was like what's that? Is that why you were gone so like is that why it took you longer than normal to come here? That would have been a kinder way to do it. Number 2, love language number 2, physical touch. Uh, for some reason, not for some reason, this one's my favorite one. A lot of people, when they hear Physical Touch, they think that it's about, like, groping, PDAs, making out constantly, um, or just, like, the intense, like, need for sex. And yes, it could be those things, but that's not what it's all about. Physical Touch is way, way, way more about body language. How are you positioning yourself when you're talking to your partner? How are you presenting your body to your lover as you're talking to them? Are you leaning in? Are you pointing your shoulders at them? Are your feet pointed towards them? Because when you angle yourself like that is how you're showing them that you're giving them the attention that you're, act- you're actively listening to them and it's also about the subtle touches, like a, a soft, like, grace on the hand. Like, when I'm talking to one of my friends, and if they, like, put their hand out and touch my leg or touch my knee or, like, tap my arm to just, like, emphasize a point in their story, I'm way more engaged when they do that. And they know that, and that's also why they do that, when they, and I can see that in their stories when they tell them to me, because they'll they'll be like, oh, and get this, like, getting me ready for, like, the main thing of the story. With someone whose love language is physical touch, it's, you can do all the things I just said, and also, you know, that is the, the kissing, the hugging, cuddling, um, I fucking love cuddling, like, I'm a cuddle bug physical touch, what you don't want to do is neglect them. So if they're accustomed to cuddling and hugging if you don't want to all of a sudden take those things away and not give them those things and also don't do those things coldly don't do it just because you're like, oh well my partner wants to cuddle so I'll be the big spoon <sighs> uh, One of my previous partners I'm a cuddle bug and I just like know this about myself, if I'm sleeping with somebody in the same bed, I am most likely going to end up super freaking close, like invading personal space close. And my response to that, if you don't like that, is get out of my bed. The third love language... I don't remember the order that Karen listed them off in. I was trying to do them the order she said, but I don't remember. Gift-giving, we'll say, is number three. And that's very simple. It's in the freaking name. Dr. Chapman made these pretty simple. If your love language is receiving gifts, that means it doesn't have to be a big gift. It doesn't need to be a big grand gesture, it can be something as simple as your partner walking up to you, handing you your favorite coffee or your favorite tea, because they were in the coffee shop, and they're like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go see my partner, and they would appreciate if I got them their beverage, because I'm getting one for me, and it can be something like that. The next one is quality time, and don't get me wrong, I love me some quality time. It refers to one-on-one, couple time, you and your partner. No distractions, no texting, no checking your phone, get off Instagram, like seriously, just like appreciate being with your partner how often do you get to be with them one on one Like, cherish that time show your partner that you appreciate being alone in their presence that's true intimacy so someone who identifies with the love language of quality time as either their primary or one of their secondary love languages they're gonna get upset and they don't get the one-on-one couple time. If they're constantly with their partner but in a group setting, it's gonna take a toll on them because they value the one-on-one interaction. And there's nothing at all that's wrong with that. But you, with quality time as a main love language, you really have to communicate that to your partner because if your partner has a different idea or a different primary love language than you that isn't quality time, say it's physical touch and yours is quality time, they're gonna think that you're okay hanging out in a group setting and they'll come up to you and like hug you put their arm around you and to them that's love but to you You're like, this is great, I appreciate you, love you, but like, I really just want to, like, be with you. You know, I didn't want to be with everybody. Talking and communicating is big for them. They thrive on that. They love it. It's their main love language. Though depriving them of that or having them wait a really long time to get the one-on-one interaction is heart-wrenching they take that personally because quality time one-on-one it's a very personal thing so when you don't make an effort to hang out with them one-on-one they're going to think that you don't want to be with them in that way and therefore you don't love them or you don't love aspects of the relationship, and psychologically, that's gonna fuck them up because they're gonna start playing the scenarios in their head of like, well, if he doesn't wanna see, me, like, if they don't wanna see me, are they seeing somebody else? Like, what am I doing? Like, am I not enough? Like, what's, why doesn't, why don't they wanna be with me all the time? Ask your partner how much quality time is important for them. Maybe it's dedicating one day a week to have quality time. Or maybe it's twice a week. So that's enough about quality time. Let's move on to the fifth love language, acts of service. Acts of service was my main love language when I started the whole dating, romantic life all that stuff. And it had been one of my main love languages for I'd say about a decade (laughs) and I got really turned off by it. First off, let me just explain what acts of service is. It's doing things that your partner would appreciate. So you're alleviating the pressure on them in their daily life. Say you live with your partner and you have to go pick up the groceries and do a whole bunch of other chores in the day and getting the groceries and then making the dinner which like you and your partner have already said you're going to make dinner together. That's another thing you can do is quality time. It's like make dinner together and that also satisfies the acts of service love language as well. If your partner knows how much you have on your plate and how much you're doing and how stressed you are with the chores and just all of the errands that you're running in that day then they might be like you know what don't worry about it I'm gonna pick up the groceries because you've got enough to do like I know what we're gonna like we already talked about what we're gonna make so I know the things we need to get like I'll do it don't worry about it. Years ago, I would have just in my pants over that shit. So, you don't have to do something super big for them with an act of service. Acts of service is like, if you say you're gonna do something for them to just, like, help them out in their day, follow through on it. Because if you don't follow through on it and you say that you're gonna do it, that's just a world of hurt for your partner if their love language is, in fact, acts of service. Because that to them, when you say that you're gonna do things and you don't follow through on it, they feel neglected, they think that you are putting yourself before them, they're not a priority in your life, and then they're gonna start to get resentful. I know, because I've seen it with clients, and I've seen it in my friends relationships, and I've also counseled people through that time. I've also been there. That's why it's no longer one of my main love languages is because it was one of my... it was one of my main love languages for a really long time and I had a really great relationship with somebody and it started to go downhill and one of the reasons on my end of that was because he would always say like, oh, I'll do this for you like, oh, don't worry about it What, like, oh, I'm going to Big Art Supplies, what do you need? I'll get it. Um, and then he would like, get the wrong thing or not do it, and to me that's like taking something off my plate, and then you couldn't even do that. So now, I have even less time to do all the shit that I was stressing about that I thought I could cross off my list because I was trusting you to do it because you said it. I didn't even ask, you volunteered. though, so, and that just kept happening a lot towards the end of it, and... I started to take it really personally. To sum up acts of service, it's doing something to go out of your way to help your partner and it doesn't have to be something like elaborate or big, it can be something as simple as like I'll pick up the dry cleaning today babe don't worry about it because they just want to know that your team, they want to know that you're supported, they want to feel the partnership and to someone whose love language is active service it that's a big part of it is coming together and being teammates and sharing the load, sharing the burden so to speak. I'm back! I want to end tonight with one more kriya again for opening up the heart, this one the one we did at the beginning was a little bit more energetic, more awakening, this one's gonna uh, cool us down and get us ready for bed, or to just relax we're gonna interlace our fingers, bring our elbows out to here starting at chest height, right where your heart would be we are gonna take a deep breath in and as you exhale you're gonna bring your hands down to your navel Inhale, come up to the heart. And we're just going to do that. And you can follow your own breath. We don't, You don't need to do a breath of fire. Just inhale up, exhale down. Inhale up, exhale down. You can take it as fast or slow as you want to go. And this one can be done seated or standing as well. So get into a comfortable position. Bring the hands together. Bring the hands together. Deep breath in. Exhale, inhale, exhale. Keep going. want to shield ourselves from that and that's a lot of what happens when we don't know our partner's love language is if our, if the love languages are different from yours, your feelings can get hurt in the way in which you show love so you kind of tend to push back and shrink away and shy away and knowing your partner's love language and knowing yours will help you to understand how to bridge the gap between their love and your love so you can find a common ground on how to love each other and how to just be there and support each other and appreciate each other in the ways in which you both want to be appreciated. And it all stems from having conversation and being open and honest when your feelings get hurt when you do try to show love rather than reacting and going in to have an argument. It's in those instances where we need to roll the shoulders up and send them down and even push out our heart and and swallow our pride and be like I know that you're upset, I see that, let's discuss it And let's see how we can move forward together as a union. That's why love languages are important. Thank you so much for tuning in and watching tonight's episode of Pillow Talk with Kate with the host yours truly, Kate Eiple. I am a mindset and self-love relationship coach. That is why I wanted to do today on Love Language because it's something that I work with a lot and I find it very beneficial and I know a lot of my clients find it beneficial to know their love language as well as their significant other's uh, love language. If you enjoyed it, please like, subscribe, comment, and be on the lookout for more every Wednesday at 9.30pm Pacific Standard Time. The new episode for each week will drop, and I leave them up, so if you can't watch them on Wednesdays at 9.30pm Pacific, no worries, just catch it on your own time. Let me know if this episode spoke to you. Feel free to DM me privately. If you join the Facebook group, you can reach you can message me privately on Facebook or you can reach out to me with my email or you can find me on Instagram at the queen of fucking everything. And my email is info at eiplyoga.com. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. My heart goes out to all of you.